by the light switch Who watches over you Make a little birdhouse in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet Make a little birdhouse in your soul Do you want to start? Okay <laughs> uh, So that was our reluctant intro right there welcome to jay's from home um i think it has been what like a month since we last podcasted together um yeah we wiped out the show notes a couple times i think we were supposed to last week but you had stuff come up or something i can't remember yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, but... yeah. lots of lots of lots of chaos going on in, in the house right at the time of recording so yeah uh welcome to the show i'm matt and this is my brother steve hello you can find us on twitter while it lasts on mastodon assuming it's still alive and on the blue sky yeah, um, and yeah, Mastodon still alive. Um, I, I'm the one responsible for that one, and I I keep neglecting it. But uh... well, I don't. I, I I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> it seems it seems social media is is like the Twitter is just dying. Like the, uh, he it, 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 Elon Musk uh, for all of his 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 in, in, intent is is just killing. A very useful medium. And, and, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I only ever use uh, Twitter like sparingly when uh, there are Sens games on, and I guess we can we'll check in with the Senators later. But um, I, I've been using Threads more often actually lately. Okay, well, and 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 as far as like using Twitter for baseball news, like even that has stopped a little bit because I find that. Um, here's a look behind the, the the curtains a little bit on how I do my research, but I find that uh, MLB. Uh, trade rumors is actually a very, very good, and this is not a, a revelation by any means, but MLB trade rumors is just a very good site for for uh, just keeping up on 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 transaction news and and just news in general about you know about MLB. Um, and yeah, it comes up pretty regularly on my Facebook feed, so I don't even really need to check. They're on Blue Twitter. Sky too. I I see. Uh, uh, oh, okay, probably. I, I see I don't, them come I up really... on Blue Sky. I don't really surf Blue Sky because it's not as I guess established yet, but we do post yeah. there if you if, if that's your 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 means and, of following. And uh, also, um, there's like Un- Unmastodon, which is also where I spend a lot of time with my personal account. Um, there's a lot of um, bot accounts that are like basically mirrors of the Twitter accounts. So like you can get the Toronto Blue Jays feed. A uh, whole bunch of MLB stuff on Mastodon, and it's like directly from Twitter, so you don't need to be there. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, so it's been established; <laughs> you don't need to be on Twitter. Um, okay, so I guess you mentioned doing your research on baseball stuff, so I guess um, let's let's get into it. I, I don't think there's there there's Blue Jays stuff, but I think we'll get to it. But I'm just yeah, looking we'll at the, the show Blue notes. I think there's stuff we should cover. Uh, before the Blue Jays stuff, because uh, yeah. I, I think the Blue Jays stuff, a lot of people are already aware of that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. So I'm gonna, I, I kind of have these in chronologically. So we'll start, um, we'll start, I guess, from the newest news. Um, and and this was an interesting one to me. Um, the Marlins are going to hire Gabe Kapler as an assistant general manager. So he he found a landing spot pr- pretty quickly after being fired from the Giants as their manager, um, and and he has sort of a background. In uh, I think he started out in LA's front office, uh, the Dodgers front office, um, and so yeah, so so uh, he was just having I guess the 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 reason why he got fired from San Francisco I guess was his communication methods with the players predominantly and uh, well that and so, doesn't sound good for an assistant general manager. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, shouldn't if, if he had poor communication with the players, wouldn't you want your your uh, front office staff to be communicative? Well, they communicate in a different way, I would say, because an assistant general manager is a very vague title. He could be fo- focusing in on something very specific like performance analytics or player. Because like, he, he, he definitely did move the lineup around a lot, so he could have some very specific analytical role. And the people that you're speaking with and, 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 and dealing with on a day-to-day basis as an assistant general, assistant general manager understand baseball in a different way uh, than the players do. I see. Um, well, my only other comment about that thing is that I see uh, the the name of the president of baseball operations for the Marlins is Peter 
Bendix, which just reminds me of uh, a Futurama, like an alternate oh, name for Bender or something. But I think that's yes. <laughs> that's uh, Flexo, not Bender. But anyway, um, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, so the the next thing, um, I guess, uh, there was some free agent signings, which is uh, something that uh, there's there's not been a lot of it, but this is a pretty big one, I'd say. Well, one of the bigger ones, but not the biggest one. Uh, Sonny Gray, who was uh, a, a pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, signed a three-year, $75 million contract with the Cardinals, according to Ken Ro- Rosenthal. And so <clears throat> as uh, the Cardinals are, are, are kind of – their their big, um, I guess, weakness uh, last year – well, one of their weaknesses, not not their only weakness, was 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 starting pitching. So they're they're as we'll we'll see later on. Uh, well, maybe we'll kind of all yeah. We'll 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 lump all these in. They they signed a couple of um, pitchers over the past week or two. They also signed uh, Lance Lynn, who was uh, started the season with the White Sox and then was traded to the Dodgers and gave up a lot of home runs in between. Um, so they signed Lance Lynn. Uh, now that that's a little bit more of an iffy deal to me. Um, and then they also signed uh, free agent right-hander Kyle Gibson uh, out of, I think he last pitched for the Baltimore Orioles. So they got three pitchers, uh, in, in, but still, like, they're not the, like, other, other than Sonny Gray, uh, I don't know how, how much this is going to improve their, uh, their, their, their play for next year. Because the mm-hmm. central division in the NL is, is, is pretty tight. Well, as far as and I guess as far as Sonny Gray goes, there's no guarantee that he's gonna have a similar season to last year, right? Like he's well, he's not like but, a, an, an ace pitcher, right? Like I, I, I well, feel like last year was maybe an outlier a little bit. If for he's a, like a number two, he's a number two. Um, he 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 has pitched in the central before. He played uh, for the the Reds and he pitched well there. He didn't. He played for the Yankees at one point and he didn't. He he didn't just. He was one of those guys that didn't do well in, in New York City for whatever reason. But uh, you know he has experience playing in like the. The, the central divisions also in Minnesota. He started his career as as an Oakland A. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's where I, yeah. I think of of him from. Yeah, so um, yeah, so so that's that's just an interesting signing. He is he he is one of the top uh, North American arms available uh, in in the uh, in the free agency. Um, and speaking of that, um, another of the top free agent arms resigned with his uh, previous team. Aaron Nola uh, signed. Uh, seven-year, hundred seventy-two million-dollar contract with the Phillies. Um, so, so he he stays there. He's been there his whole career. So that's that's nice to see. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen too often, I guess. Well, yeah, Except I don't know. Joey Votto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, and then uh, we have some managerial news. Uh, the Padres. They after I think it was a month-long search, however long it was, to 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 find the replacement for uh, Bob Melvin. They they announced former. Sticking with the Cardinals here, former Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. Um, so that's that. That'll be interesting. And and, and he's had a, his former players have a lot of good things to say about him. He 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 ended it ended very mysteriously with the Cardinals. Like I, I forget whether he got fired or resigned, but there was the, he, there was some communication breakdown with his team there. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with the Padres because the reason they got. Uh, they they parted ways with their last manager was also a communication issue. So that that's interesting. And that seems to be a common thread today is the is communication issues. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, and then finally, um, uh, there was a trade. The our, our former B team from uh, that last year, the Mariners traded uh, Eugenio Suarez to the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks for. Um, Carlos Vargas and catcher Sebi Zavala. So that's interesting. So the Diamondbacks were uh, looking for a third baseman, as per Jeff Passon's tweet here, and Mariners saved some money here. Yeah, uh, the note here is that Mariners get a live arm. Um, I would hope that they get a live arm. You would, yeah, dead arms you would, are good to have. Yeah, you would not want to get a dead arm. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting what Seattle is trying to do here. Like I was at I was at a Christmas party last night. We were discussing Seattle a tiny bit, and it's like you know, like they're 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 saving money, but they've got good pitching, but they need hitting, and they're probably going to let Teoscar Hernandez go. So it's really interesting. What are, what are they going to what what is this team going to look like next year, and will they be able to compete um, like they have in previous years? Well, they sort of like so it's moving money off the books. Do you think they're sort of um, 
doing what the Ottawa Senators tried to do and and hope that uh, they, they dump some money so that they can try to sign a uh, a big free agent. Well, that 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 could be the case, or maybe they're going to try to to trade for Juan Soto. There's a lot of teams in uh, waiting for waiting with bated breath to uh, see what's going to happen this 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 coming week. But uh, yeah, let's let's get to our, our weekly outcomes before we get to our, our Jays notes here. Speaking of of waiting with bated breath here, um, I, I see that you don't have any 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 outcomes, so we'll we'll go with mine here. Yeah. Unless you wrote them down some, somewhere else. No, I mean there's. I don't know what uh, outcomes I I would expect to have considering uh, uh, there there hasn't been any games and I, I'm only like paying attention to what's going on peripherally although I am aware of uh, of some of this stuff so yeah let's start with uh, with your uh, with your outcomes yeah well, I'll start with my no decision um, the 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 big the big trending news if you are on twitter or wherever you are is that otani has has whittled uh, uh the the competition down to i guess three or four teams the the teams that are in the uh mix for his services still are um surprisingly the angels um the cubs the dodgers and the blue jays which i is, didn't hear is, the angels i only heard those three it was dodgers well cubs, the people are also mentioning mentioning the angels and i think uh they haven't outside chance because of his 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 uh maybe his preference for comfort and being and, and knowing his his situation but i don't I, I don't think that the angels really have a chance at resigning otani because they're not going to be a competitive team um and i wouldn't be surprised although it would be very difficult to do if uh the angels traded um traded mike trout this offseason as well but that that's something that would happen probably later on but anyways otani uh will the jays get him that's that's the big question that's why it's my no decision it's very interesting yeah um i mean i guess i'm i wouldn't be surprised if the blue jays don't get him uh that's my expectation but it is good that the blue jays are in like are one of the front runners like um that's not something that you would that in the past you'd you'd ever see like especially for a, a Canadian team, um, and I guess it's it's just showing that um, the Blue Jays are willing to spend money um, whether they get Otani or not. Um, I, I guess they have the the permission to go after these big names and try really really hard to to do it and. I think you told me about the the most recent at the letters podcast where they talked about um, the possibilities of the Blue Jays landing Otani, and they outlined a bunch of uh, a bunch of good uh, good reasons that it, the Blue Jays would be a fit. I, I'm not going to go like retread all of them, but because uh, I think it would be worth listening to. But um, yeah, it it's it does sound like a realistic possibility, but um, you know what I I would I think it's good to list it as a no decision because there's a whole lot of noise coming out about Otani and not really any substance to any of like all, all of the the tweets or whatever are just like barely updates they're not really saying anything uh, of and, and that's substance. by design that's by design on on Otani's side of things here because they they the, like one of the thing one of the criteria about you know being in the mix for his services is that. Um, is that you know they don't want any of the information being leaked out, which in some cases can be a little difficult. But um, so 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 it's very quiet. Uh, there's not a lot of up. We won't really know what's going to happen until it happens. Yeah, um, you know, I what I would like to see happen then is like complete silence on any Otani news, and then just you know when the deal is signed, just announce it. So it'll be like out of nowhere, no one's expecting it, and and it's a, a surprise. That would be. That would be a lot more fun, I think, for the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Well, as 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 we stand now, we're recording Sunday morning. There was a little bit of 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 speculation as that that he might um, sign before the start of the winter meetings. But um, I'm going to go to my home run because you actually um, uh, almost 
you, you, you echoed my home run here. Oh, yeah. My home run is that the Jays' that. ownership uh, <laughs> seems willing to spend, you know, from this. That's what I'm, we're taking from this, uh, the Otani situation. Um, uh, the, there's news that if they, like, one of their, their strategies, if they lose lose on Otani, is to, they want to try to uh, trade for Juan Soto, which would be a pretty uh, huge move. He's, you know, this generation's greatest player best best hitter outside of otani potentially um so so that's that's just good to hear and and one of the reasons why they are willing to spend and maybe they mentioned this on at the letters but i definitely read it in a few articles is that with these the the renovations in uh in rogers center they want to fill the seats and i think i forget i think it's um for the for the new club seats it's like a five-year commitment or whatever to the club seats if you do get them the season tickets and it's like something like like ten thousand dollars a year or something, yeah, something like that and in general like the the ticket prices are going up so like having exciting an exciting team and like a big splash in the off season would help drive ticket sales for people that maybe are are a little hesitant because of the prices going up i can yeah, see that and and this, this has been mentioned a, a, a million times is is that the the toronto is is one of the largest markets in North America. So it's that that shouldn't, uh, you know, they shouldn't be discounted as far as their chances at getting big name free agents. So that, so 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 yeah, that's why it's my home run because the the ownership actually seems willing to spend. This doesn't seem like one of those situations where we've seen in years past where it's like, oh yeah, we just missed out on this free agent when they weren't really you know willing to to to, to shell out the money, but they wanted to, to appear to be that way. Right. Right. Um, okay, so you have a strikeout as well? Yes, uh, to quote uh, the great singer-songwriter, rock and roll, uh, Hall of Fame musician Tom Petty, waiting is the hardest part. Mm. We're, we're, we're just waiting to hear what's happening with Otani because not only uh, are, are, are avid uh, baseball followers and fans like like, like myself and, and, and you waiting to hear the news, um, you know, uh, front offices are waiting to hear what's going on because their strategies really depend on 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 who gets Otani and and Plan B and C and D and all all those things down the line. So a lot of things need, are going to happen. It's, there's going to be a flurry of activity because there are some some other Japanese free agents. Uh, Yamamoto is the big name coming out of Japan this this year that teams are trying to target, but he's not going to be cheap by any means. Uh, there's Cody Bellinger. There's that he would be you know uh, another really great fit for the Blue Jays if he uh, repeats his his Chicago Cubs. Uh, his year he had with the Chicago Cubs because he he would be a center fielder, a left-handed bat, and, a, and an impact hitter. Uh, that's another uh, that may be Plan C after Juan Soto for the Blue Jays here. So, hmm. um, and and a lot of teams like the Yan- he he'd also fit well on the Yankees. So it's a lot of things that need that 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 are just a lot of things and teams and fans and and podcasters waiting to hear what's happening with <laughs> Otani to to see what what what's what's going to happen at how once 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 the, the the ball gets rolling it'll it'll it, we'll, we'll see a lot of a lot of news come out I, I predict yeah and and I'll just point out that you said that there would be a flurry of activity during the winter meeting so uh, good yes, good job on that go. um, well let's let's talk about the the possible the possibility of Juan Soto to the Blue Jays because um, there's, I don't know what this is from a tweet or from uh, a, an article, but the suggestion of what the trade package could be to the Padres from the Blue Jays to get Soto. Um, I think this is from uh, the athletic. Okay. We're, we're reading this. So, so yeah, they're saying um, a possible package uh, would be Ricky Tiedemann, Bowden Francis, Bowden. I can't remember. And uh, Bowden, Bowden. Alec Manoa uh, going to mm-hmm. San Diego, and I guess was it just Juan Soto coming back, or yeah, one. Well, I've heard Juan Soto and also Trent Grisham, who's a uh, a center fielder. I forget if he's. I, I think he's a left-handed hitting center fielder, uh, if not a switch hitter. But uh, so he, he's he's more of a defensive uh, first guy. His bat isn't as strong. Uh, so that would that you know in my mind, do it. <laughs> Like I, even if it's just one season of Juan Soto, because he'll be a free agent next year, um, you 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 do that uh, because there, you know, we we have yet to see Ricky Tiedemann in the major leagues. Um, Bowden Francis, you know, he he's a, he's a, a reliable arm that the Padres can bank on, and and Alec Manoa could be could be great for the for the uh, Padres as well. But um, I have the feeling that this won't won't be enough of a package to get Soto. Mm. 
Especially well, if there's lots of teams, you know, wanting to get him. Are you saying that just because the Blue Jays don't have enough prospects to send? Oh, no, I'm just saying this specific package isn't enough. They might have to throw in another guy or two. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and, well, about Alec Manoa, um, actually, I'll come back to him in, in a second. But, um, so, yeah, um, one of the things that uh, some fans are uh, not high on is the the um, the fact that they would only the Blue Jays would only have Soto guaranteed for just the 2024 season. Um, mm-hmm. That they could they would probably lose him after that after the year, like and that it's not worth well. Trading. Would they? But they're willing if the Jays are willing to be in on Otani, they should be willing to be yeah. in on Soto as well. Yeah. Well, the other thing I I would argue about it is that um, you know the Blue Jays are trying to win now and. Yep. Uh, prospects like Ricky Tiedemann and Bowden Francis while they're you know they're good pros- prospects for the team um I think they they should be the Blue Jays should be aiming to bring in players that will help them win now whereas if you know they're bringing in Ricky Tiedemann in like into the rotation this year you know he that's not exactly the kind of you don't want somebody that you don't want a rookie in your rotation unless they're like super super good to go into the playoffs right like you yeah and then there's a there solid all, all team there are all these questions especially though you know if he's a he's a rookie pitcher so that means that he's not going to be able to, to to pitch a full like 200 innings or whatever so what do you do do you wait um a few months and and, and make and, and make sure that he's he'll be okay to pitch for the playoffs that's probably the ideal situation you don't want to do like this the steven strasburg approach where you start him at the beginning of the season and then shut him down before they get to the playoffs so there's a lot of you know, and assuming that he, he he's going to perform well so so yeah so there's, a, there's there's some questions you know i'd say um, how are they going to handle the whole thing i'd say he's the, the that's the type of pitcher that they should be bringing up like you know, two seasons ago, um, sort of like when they brought in Alec Manoa, like it's, it's a pitcher that is, that would be growing into a competitive team rather than tossing him into an already competitive team. But that, that, uh, speaking of Alec Manoa though, what I wanted to get at with him is, um, do you think that he is likely going to be traded no matter what in like whether it's for Soto or someone else in the offseason? No, I don't think that their 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 goal is to tra- is for during this offseason. One of their goals that during this offseason is to get rid of Manoa. I think that he is, you know, that he is a, a valuable trade chip for for high level guys that they're trying to get, but they're not just going to trade him to get him off the team. I think that Well, yeah, no, that's know, not what I mean. I I I just mean like um in like you said, in in the effort to try to get high level players, is do you think like it's inevitable that he's going to be traded because that's like just one of the options that the Blue Jays need to go with to get? Well, it, it all depends on the player. It's ine- it's inevitable that that teams are going to ask about him, uh, but it's not inevitable that that he's going to going to leave um, unless it's like through like a Juan Soto like big deal like that for sure like. Because, <clears throat> because really, at this point, and uh, this is almost a cliche to say it, but they'd be they'd be selling low, very low on Manoa, and unless a team really has, thinks that they can they can guarantee to to fix him, but even then, you're still like you're not going to pay full price, you're not going to pay the, the 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 price you'd pay last off season when he was coming off a you know a, a top three Cy Young finish and an All Star appearance in a really dominant year as opposed to this year. That's just it just wouldn't make sense to to for any team to offer you know top level players prospects for, for him if the if if you know that that's what the Jays are trying to do. But I think that he's just a piece in a in a in a bigger deal. Um, if if he's a, he's a he's a possibility of a piece, it's not it's not a guarantee that they're going to trade him. Right. Okay. Um, and well, just quickly, what do you think if they if he's still a Blue Jay at the beginning um, for spring training? What do you think? How do you think he's going to uh, play this year, this coming season? Um, the more the question is, where do you, who we think he's going to play this year? Like, is it uh, Buffalo or because I. I <laughs> <laughs> My guess is that he's got to work his way uh, back in a couple different ways. He's got to work his way back, you know, just from his 
performance on the field. But he's also got to work his way back from a, a, a mutual level of trust between uh, the, the the team and him and, and and himself because he basically quit on the team uh, last year instead of uh, taking his assignment to go to to, to Buffalo uh, when they sent him down. So so there's got to, there, some things need to be worked out between uh, him and the team. Uh, just off the field as well. So those two things need to be figured out. And you know, um, I guess they'll they'll like the the benefit of, of of spring training with pitchers is you can kind of gauge stuff more than competition of of what, how they're throwing and 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 kind of what they're working towards. Um, so so you know, it just depends on on, on how he's looking in spring training. But um, it and, and it also depends. Like we're, we have we've barely even started the off season. What other moves? Pitching wise, might the Jays uh, make to to bolster their starting rotation? Because it's not it's not full at this point. So you know, if it's if it's a if, if they're lacking depth in start, starting pitching, maybe he does start the year with Toronto. But if they if they do kind of get some other names in there, then uh, that's a different story. Okay. Um, well, I don't really have any kind of opinion on it. Uh, I guess I'm just waiting to see what happens uh, with uh, with Manoa at this. Assuming he's with the team, just wait to see what happens at spring training. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be lots of stories about him when uh, when spring training starts, or at least when uh, pitchers and catchers report. Well, yeah, exactly. When pitchers and catchers report, because yeah, like I don't know what work he's doing in the off season, but I'm sure I, I hope and I'm sure that he's doing some work. So we'll we'll definitely get more of an idea come February what uh, what his his outlook is, is is going to be for the for the Jays. Right. And speaking of catchers, the Blue Jays lost one uh, a couple yes. weeks ago. Last week, the Mets. Yesterday? The Mets claimed Tyler Tyler Heineman, who was the backup catcher for those. Uh, that very brief playoff run in September. Um, so I think what happened was, according to, to MLB trade rumors, um, was that they were trying to sneak him through waivers, but it didn't quite work. So I guess the plan is now to to sign some sort of uh, veteran catcher to replace him as a third stringer. I guess that'll be like lowest priority of, of everything. Um, no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't make that the lowest priority because, um, you know, you want to make sure that you have a, a serviceable, um, catcher because you know we've seen Danny Jansen uh, his his history is at some point he might get injured and you and you don't want to you know you want to have some reliable players uh, especially if you're a win now team so we'll see who they pick uh, as their as their third string catcher but uh, it, it's not a that's not a decision that you want to take lightly by any means all right um, I think that's it for the player transactions right unless there's yeah I think uh, so I think there's so. something else I think so um, no, I think that's it Actually, you know what? Um, before the next thing, well, this is a little bit out of order here on you, but um, last week we replayed your interview that you did with John Gibbons uh, during the right. season yes. last year. And the reason that we did that was because um, uh, he was hired as the Mets bench coach. Yes, and I didn't put that in the notes here. Uh, yeah. You put that they, so that's, that that's... they were looking to hire him. Well, okay. Well, he's yeah, he is the bench coach now, so that's that's great uh, news for him to get back into the coaching uh, ranks, and and he'll be, I think he'll be a, a great addition for the Mets. He's got a lot of experience. Their um, their new manager is at Carlos Mendoza. I forget the name. Um, he has never managed before. So so and and John Gibbons, former Met as well. So uh, yeah, that's that's good to see him back in the game. And yeah, if you haven't listened to it, last week's episode we just we re-aired just the interview between myself and Gibby. And uh, th- yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, interviews that I've done for the show so far, for sure. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, it, it, good. I would say good uh, evergreen interview, unless they start changing some more rules and uh, and Maybe. some of the stuff that we <laughs> talked about is not relevant anymore. But anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the changes that the Blue Jays made off of the field and out of the front office is, uh, they decided not to renew Ben Wagner's contract, uh, for the radio play-by-play. Um, there's a bit of, I wouldn't say outrage about it, but there's definitely some, uh, some, um, negative reactions, uh, to, to that decision. Yeah. A lot of it is like media kind of. Uh, peers in the media were, were were a little, I think, surprised and 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 disappointed to hear this news. Yeah, and I 
I'm I am a little surprised, but I think what and I've seen some suggestions of this, and uh, and I think I agree with it. But it sounds like they're going to have uh, Ben Shulman take over. Uh, he's, oh, really? He um he I think he's filled in a few times for Ben Wagner during the season. Um, mm-hmm. and most of the time he's, uh, he's been like doing pregame show stuff and, and stepping in for some, um, uh, color commentary type stuff. Uh, but I mm-hmm. think, I, I think he's probably going to be the one to take over. I, I mean, if he's already under contract with Sportsnet, then that's probably an easy decision for them to go with. Yeah, and I, I just hope that uh, they 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 pick somebody, and they just don't, uh, you know, they don't. Well, they're, they're going to pick somebody, but I just hope that they, they they the person is there in person on in like on the road games and things like that. I just hope they don't like do the thing like the the pandemic approach to, to play I, by play. I think that they're that they're smart enough to not do the TV simulcast, but I would really be surprised if they send someone on the road again. Well, I hope they do because it's better when someone when they're in 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 person at the game. Um, yeah, so it's, but it, it'll be interesting to see who they see who they pick, and and it, it would be kind of, um, you know, d- not great for Ben Wagner at all. But it would be on the fun side having you know Dan Schulman and his son uh, broadcasting ga- games at the same time. That that'd be pretty cool for uh, them personally. I, I would say too. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, uh, where do you want to go next? Uh, well, let's let's go. Well, oh, I did have the Gibbons news in there. Um, uh, let's go with um, the. Uh, there were some some uh, tr- Blue Jays awards uh, voted by the Toronto chapter of the BBWAA. Um, so you know, not no surprising uh, votes here. Uh, Pitcher of the year, and this is just the Toronto writers. Pitcher of the year was Kevin Gossman. Player of the year was Bo Bichette. Rookie of the year. Davis Schneider, most improved, Yusei Kikuchi, and the John Cerruti Award went to Louis Louis Rivera and Mike Shaw. So there you go. Those are the awards voted on by the Toronto chapter of the BBWAA. Uh, okay, uh, that's so. Question though, Rookie of the Year, Davis Schneider, was he the Blue Jays' only rookie? <laughs> Uh, well, no, you had Spencer Horowitz, who had some some appearances there. Um, not sure in the bullpen who might have been a rookie or not. I think they were all veterans. Yeah, he was. There weren't a lot of rookies there, but the, you know, like the, the, there were some players who were brought up from Buffalo who hadn't had any uh, time yet. Right. I don't know. I, I guess it just seems like such a small sample size for Davis Schneider to be named Rookie of the Year, but uh, he—that's he... all they got. That's all they got going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay. There's another uh, Baseball Writers Association thing, uh, Hall of Fame ballot here. Well, yes? yeah, the, the Hall of Fame ballot was was released a, a couple weeks ago. Oh yes, um, uh, yeah, this... and 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 Jose Jose Bautista uh, for the first time was added to this uh, ballot. So that's that's why I put it in there because he's it's, it's Blue Jays related. He's not going to get voted in. No, uh, he doesn't have the numbers for it. But it's just uh, fun to see uh, his name in there. Um, so so you know, just congratulations to Jose Bautista for for getting you know even that far. Okay, and one more Hall of Fame thing. Um, I guess. Well, this is part of the Blue Jays look ahead. I, I'm, I'm putting it. We oh, can okay. kind of combine our news with the Blue Jays look ahead uh, because there will be some Hall of Fame voting that involves uh, a Blue Jays player tonight, Sunday night at seven thirty. Um, Cito Gaston uh, is w- one of the names uh, on the list for con- the contemporary era Hall of Fame voting. So uh, he's there's a lot of different players on there. I, I, I didn't include the list, so I forget who they all are. But Cito okay. Gaston is the only Blue Jays related one. Um, and he, you know, I think you know the fact that he's won. Uh, this is a, a tweet from from Ben Nicholson Smith. Uh, he has. He had an 11-year playing career. He was an All-Star in 1970. Um, we all know that he uh, won those two back-to-back World Series uh, uh, wins for the Jays, and he was the first black manager to win a World Series. Uh, he's the winning winningest manager in Blue Jays history. And, uh, yeah, we'll find out uh, if that is enough uh, for the voters to uh, induct him into the Hall of Fame. We'll have to wait and see. We'll know, we'll know on Monday by the time this podcast is released, which is uh, unfortunate, but uh, we, 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 have, we have schedules to adhere to when we, when we record yeah. these things. 
Yeah, uh, we we can't record these on the fly exactly. Um, wow, that's that's a, a lot of baseball news. I think that's everything. But I guess that's what happens. Well, there's one. Well, there's one more thing that you're missing there. Winter meetings. We mentioned this. Winter meetings start, I think, on Monday this week in Nashville. Um, oh, okay, I I, I will yeah, say yeah. I don't see that anywhere in the notes. So uh, it's right below, right below the. the anyways, doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that'll that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, more. Um, I, I was listening to the three O show on the baseball uh, podcast feed, and they're mentioning how the the hotel where they they're holding it, uh, the Opryland Resort, is just so huge. It's very easy for for. Uh, front office managers to sneak in and out. Actually, I actually stayed at this uh, hotel nine years ago when I when I, it's in Nashville. Uh, nine years ago, and it's it's a gigantic hotel. It's the biggest one I've ever been to. So there's lots of uh, so we might we might see lots of sneaky uh, you know maneuverings by 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 uh, front offices um, and 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 behind the scenes. So so we we might not see a lot of a lot of leaking going out and a lot of secrecy. <laughs> so we'll, so it'll be kind of fun. But uh, if if you're watching on TV on MLB Network, um, it's it's it is it's a gigantic hotel. They've got like 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 uh, a, a, a gondola boat inside. There's tons of restaurants. They've it's it's right next door to uh, the Grand Ole Opry. Um, uh, so, so that that's pretty cool. Um, it is very on the outskirts of, of of town as far as like experiencing the city of Nashville, but it's 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 a, it's, it's it's gigantic. <laughs> I see. Um, okay, well then let's uh, let's skip over to to hockey and uh, we'll check in with uh, with the Senators for Sends from Home. Cue the horns. Uh, okay, so I, I'm there's there's a lot of games to cover, which is which is kind of funny considering the November schedule was very light. Um, but mm-hmm. um, we were going to cover a little bit more of this in our last week uh, when there were fewer games. But I'll, I'll just go over really quickly uh, some of the highlights. Um, there was uh, so from the the first game here a, a six to three win over Toronto. I can't remember what date that was, but it was sometime in November. Uh, but there was a Sportsnet stat on the broadcast saying that Toronto has given up four plus goals in every home game this year. I think that's huh. gone down at that time. But at that, at that time. time, that was the case. So um, uh, that's that's not good if you're keeping no. track. Um, there was a four-one win over the Flames, um, and this one, I think, this is your note. Uh, Kachuk always scores in pairs. Because uh, at that point he reached ten goals on the season, and in each of the and all of those goals were uh, two goal games for him. At again at that point, because uh, I think last night, either last night or or maybe uh, Friday night, Kachuk scored, uh, but he only scored one goal, so he's at eleven goals instead okay. of twelve. Well, no, oh, okay, because I thought maybe he scored two in that uh, in the Red Wings, the win over the Red Wings in Sweden, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, he did not. Um, because no, he he, he's he's only at eleven. Um, okay, okay. I I don't know. Anyway, speaking of Sweden, so yeah, there's there they played two games in Sweden. Uh, they won five to four in overtime. Uh, with Stutzla being uh, baseball like with the, oh, the yes. winning goal, yes. um, he knocked that one in. I, I guess the only reason that he scored though is because the the Red Wings goalie kind of ducked out of the way. Uh, oh, yeah. kind of weird. Well, I, I, I guess you can call that a, a walk off or a, a skate off yeah. uh, win. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that one, uh, the Senators blew a four nothing lead in the second period. Uh, That's right. I watched. Yeah. I watched. That, that was bad. One and, uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna send you a message after uh, the first period, like, oh, this is a great game so far, and then, but I was kind of behind, like, what, like, PVRing it, and then, and then, that, yeah, that was a terrible uh, second period of the game. Yeah, uh, well, and and in general, the Senators are not good in the second period, and that's been the case for a few years now. Um, mm. The they also won two to one in a shootout against the Wild in Sweden. And just of note, Alfredson was behind the bench for both games. Uh, I think that was just something for uh, the Sweden trip. I don't think that's going to be a long-term thing. Um, Let's see. They proceeded to lose three in a row, and one of those was a 5-0 loss to Florida. And this was a a fun game. Um, Not fun. No. It was – let me rephrase that. I guess if you're not a fan of of, uh, the Senators – 
either if you're just a hockey fan or a Florida fan is a fun game. But this was the game where um, the the call on the ice where everyone on the ice gets a 10-minute game misconduct. <laughs> uh, I, maybe I'll try and include the clip there. Uh, Can we somewhere. give Jay Smith the misconduct too, just for 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 the the, the losses? Um, most people would rather fire him for the losses, but anyway, yeah. Um, and that, but here, here's just kind of getting ahead of things a little bit. There, um, I don't. It seems like that's not going to happen. There was an, an athletic article by Ian Mendes saying that like the 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 front office wants to have some stability and they want to give uh the new gm a chance to hire his own guy so so yeah. it looks like dj smith's job is is, is safe but anyways, I, I'll let you... yeah and I, th- I think i told you like sometime last week if if they were going to have fired dj smith they would have done it by now uh so i don't mm-hmm. i don't think that's going to happen well um, yeah because they but... would have done it for sure before the the columbus game that yeah, would have been the time that's what i was yeah that's what i was telling saying uh, and then last night, Saturday, they won two to nothing against Seattle. Uh, Forsberg had, I think, his first shutout of the season. He played; he made thirty nine saves, so he did very well. Um, and Stutzla got his two hundredth career point, so that's a good milestone for. Stutzla. And he was the fastest senator to do, to get two hundred points. No, uh, that's not not quite. Uh, I think fastest no? senator twenty two years old or younger. Oh uh, yes, yes, sorry. Yes, um, the I can't remember who was the fastest, but Yashin was faster than uh, than Stutzla. Um, anyway, um, next games. Uh, it's a busy December schedule. Uh, there's 15 games in the month, uh, including two back-to-back nights. So there was Friday, Saturday this week, and there's another back-to-back. Uh, I think it's not next week, but the week after. Uh, but um, coming up... Tuesday, uh, New York Rangers are in town, and Thursday they're going to have uh, their next game against Toronto, and then Saturday they'll be in Detroit. So they're they're kind of like uh, uh, eating up all their Detroit games uh, pretty soon, I guess. Oh yeah, because um, I think there's is it four games uh, against division opponents? Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, it's um, going to be not not an easy week by any means, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, it, so next week it's three games in in a week, and then the week after it's four games in seven days. So it's uh, very very busy. Um, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's there's a it, it's been a little bit quieter from the senators' news perspective, other than like. You know, there's a lot of negativity about all the losses, but there hasn't been any crazy big stories like uh, Shane Pinto being suspended or uh, or Ottawa losing a draft pick. The, nothing like well, that's I, happened in a while. I think the big the not, then it's not a big story, but the story um, other than all the coaching and stuff is that some of the players are starting to come back from injury. Um, uh, yeah. Who was the one that had the concussion? Um, well, that was that was. Uh, Zub had a concussion. He came back Zub a while and, ago. And 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 Shabbat is 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 nearing his way back to. Uh, Shabbat came our, back our, against Columbus. So uh, yeah. So 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 some of the, they're they're starting to get a little healthier too, which is it's it maybe part of the reason why they haven't played so so well is because they haven't been totally healthy. So that that's that's good. And I, um, I think also that's part of the reason they want to let. I think they want to see what DJ Smith can do with a healthy roster because he hasn't yeah. had that chance for most of the season. Mm-hmm. All right, so that that that's that's about it for the sends, eh? Yeah, uh, I guess we should probably take a quick break because we've been uh, going for almost forty five minutes straight here. So I I think we've had a lot of stuff to cover. So I think we've we've earned a break. Okay. Let's take some deep breaths. <laughs> finish up with uh, our personal outcomes for the week okay uh all right what you got what you got okay well i uh I, i'll start with my strikeouts um it may sound weird but uh that socks don't have labels and uh this is a strikeout because um you know when i i have when i find good socks that i that are comfortable uh you know the right right consistency and material all that kind of thing if i want to buy another pair of the same kind just to have more of them 
I, I, there's no label for me to, to find them again. And some, and most of the time I forget where I got them from. So, uh, it's, it's a strikeout for me that you can't easily find, uh, pair, like pairs of socks that you enjoy. I see. It's by well, random. well, you're going to have to start a sock journal is what you're going to have to do. <laughs> and whenever, whenever you buy a pair of socks, you're going to have to write, write, you know, like, uh, December, what's today's date, December 3rd or whatever, uh, bought pair of socks at gas station today they developed a hole within three washes uh one sock out of five on the sock rating and then and then and then and then you know next day oh received socks from mom and dad for christmas they are very fuzzy and warm good for winter sock wearing not recommended for summer sock wearing uh 3.5 socks out of five. So, so you can just keep your journal and, and, and write it down. Oh, and, and you know, like if you buy, I'm, I'm using, uh, yeah, you were gifted these socks. So, so maybe follow up, um, note to self must ask mom and dad, which European country they bought these from on their trip. <laughs> well, I'll let you start the journal and, and, uh, and you can tell me how that works out for you. Okay. All right. What do you have? Okay. Well, um, We've got a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, I guess I will go with um, I, most of it is positive. So I'll go with my no decision. Um, this was in the notes from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but uh, our car died. Uh, so RIP to the to the Malibu. The, the transmission died uh, on Chris's way home from work one night. And so we needed to get a new car because uh, it would have costed a lot of money to fix. So we got a new Mazda CX-3 for Krista to drive to work. So it's a lot uh, nicer and, 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 and better running car. Uh, any car that runs, I suppose, is better running than the last one. But uh, yeah, I guess that would nice be nice to have some new wheels. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Um, hopefully we don't have to buy another car anytime soon. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's good that you have a car that works. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a good criteria. We still have to figure out what to do with the old car. It's still sitting at the repair shop. We have, I was like, can you just give us some cash for it? We don't even want it. Just, just, just. <laughs> we have to get rid of that somehow. But uh, yeah, so no decision because we had to, you know, like deal with getting rid of the old one. But it's it's cool to have a new one. Right. Well, I have a no decision, um, and uh, it's uh, building blogs from uh, from almost from scratch. Uh, I I am uh, start working on. A, a personal website um, just to collect all the different things I have online, like podcasts and other things that I'm writing. And I'm trying to build it like, uh, well, I'm using a, a platform called Eleventy, and it's, um, it's something that you that you host on on. Well, uh, let me start over. Something that you build on your on your computer. And you like basically it, it generates as a uh, it generates a website that you can upload to a server. Um, but uh, I'm the the problem I'm having with it is that I'm not very good at design, and so I'm trying to figure out how to make it look the way I want it to look. And and it's hard to do that trying to figure out uh, cascading style sheets and and all that kind of th- stuff. So. Um, it's, it's something that is a long-term project, but it's, it's kind of fun, but it's, it's going to take me a while. I see. Well, my, my, my recommendation would be to, to keep things simple as far as design goes, and then you won't have to, yes. to, to get too, uh, into the weeds with that's, this That's, that's the plan. That's the plan. It's just that it, um, it's, it's getting the layout to, to look the way I want it to. It's not so mm-hmm. much, uh, I'm not worried about like, you know, adding a whole bunch of color and and whatever it's it's just trying to get get the all the text in the right position on the web page that's that's the problem that i have right now well make sure it goes left to right that's that's <laughs> my my first so recommendation. so like sideways on the screen is not a good idea no that would be difficult to read that would be yeah. really difficult to read and then like people would like with if they're reading it on their smartphones they'd be kept in, keeping like tilting their 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 phones and it wouldn't it would would keep on going out of kilter so so you'd be you'd be messing with your readers you gotta turn off auto rotate for that anyway well so that, that that that's what you should call the, the the website turn off your auto rotate and read all right well what do you have next um i will go with um my i have two home runs um, uh, I guess I'll start with 
my one my this is an older one, but eggnog season has started. So you know, um, by the I, I think usually by like American Thanksgiving we start to see. Um, even well, Canadian Thanksgiving for the real uh, eggnog, but like the vegan eggnog, the good vegan eggnog, which is healthier for you, which is what we prefer to get, um, start showing up after after uh, American Thanksgiving in the stores. And we found a really good brand in the store by by, by Silk. Um, so it's nice to have in, in coffee during uh, the Christmas season and sometimes even um, adding a little extra to it, uh, some a little rum and, and eggnog uh, while we're watching a Christmas movie or two. So, uh, yeah, nice to nice to have eggnog back in their rotation. And, and it's also, you know, I don't I wouldn't want to do it year round because it wouldn't make it as special. But, uh, you know, when, when Christmas comes around, it's nice to have eggnog in your coffee. Yeah, I've, I haven't bought eggnog in a very long time because I, ju- I just I, I mean i i like eggnog but it's just uh i don't know it's sometimes it's a bit too rich and i don't want to have a whole carton of it plus that's you know i'm the only one that that drinks it yeah. but i did have try the vegan stuff try the vegan stuff it's, we'll it's less maybe. rich than than, than the actual um, eggnog stuff. i did have an eggnog latte a, a couple weeks ago though so th- that those are good that I, I don't get those too much anymore either, but just uh, I don't get lattes in general that that often. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, good to have every now and then. So was it actual eggnog or was it just the spices of eggnog that they put in your latte? Uh, well, I went to Bridgehead, so I assume it was actual eggnog. I don't know. Good question. Good question. But that 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 used to be my favorite Starbucks drink but they stopped making it and i think it's because if you make it too hot it actually does scramble the eggs <laughs> maybe um all right well i have a home run but i'll, I'll go i'll say that for after uh, i put this down as a single um i i found a way to make uh the video games that i play a little bit more challenging um specifically I, i'm thinking more of I, I play nhl 16 a lot because that's the the latest nhl game that i have um, mm-hmm. And I looked around, like, so I'll, I stopped playing it for a while because it's, it, you know, it's too easy. Like, if if I, even on the hardest difficulty setting, like, I, I, uh, I you can easily score goals. You, if you need to score something, you just take a wrist shot and it usually goes to the net. Uh, so I found mm-hmm. some, some uh, slider adjustments that you can make. Um, and I found a setting that made it... Uh, more challenging so you actually have to like work to to get a goal and i found there's a lot more um a lot more deflection goals uh that happen so like uh, and you have to take your time to to set up in in the zone to to score something and it's it's more satisfying and and the computer will beat me in some games uh a little more often and uh and same thing with um i have MLB The Show 16 um, that mm-hmm. I play. And I did the same thing. I made some adjustments to the sliders. Um, w- one of the things that was frustrating is that uh, the pitchers in the game, by default, they throw a lot of strikes. So you can't really work the the count. And mm-hmm. so there's this, there's sliders you can adjust. Like I, I think I turned it all the way to zero. So uh, we're like there's a setting for pitchers throwing in, in the strike zone or throwing strikes, and you, if you adjust it all the way down, they throw a few more balls. So uh, mm. it's it's a little more, um, a little more realistic, and and you, you don't like have like O2 counts right away on most occasions. So yeah, um, more challenging video games. I still don't play them all that often, but it's it's nice to have something more challenging. I, I have a, I have a method to make um, video games more more challenging as well, and it's not uh, fiddling with settings; it's to um, you know play with your, your with with children. Uh, you know, if I, if, I, if I'm playing a video game and the kids are like poking at me or trying to to, to distract me, uh, it makes it a lot harder to play. <laughs> well, one thing that I did uh, in in the in the winter time when I have my bike set up on on the uh, stationary bike stand, sometimes. I will play uh, baseball while uh, while biking, and that that makes it a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, I could do I could things. do hockey on the bike. Baseball on the bike works better. I see. Um, okay, so I will go with my next home run, uh, which is uh, we put up the Christmas tree um, earlier than planned this year uh, because we weren't sure how it would go with the kids. Because in previous years. 
the the you know the Christmas baubles or whatever just get thrown all over the place. But Leo and Bo were both really helpful in in decorating the tree and, and not knocking it down. Um, it was actually uh, Tuna the cat that we were worried about initially jumping into the tree and knocking it down. But I think he's figured out that it's not stable enough for him to climb anymore. Um, so, yeah, the Christmas tree is up and it might actually stay up. In previous years, we've had to kind of like like tie it to a... The, the curtain rod so that the kids don't <laughs> knock it down because it, it has been knocked down many times. Um, so, so yeah, so far so good with the Christmas tree, which is, which is, is quite surprising. So, so not encasing it in glass this year. That's good. No, we did, we did surround it last year with, we bought a special, you know, it, I think it was supposed to be like a, some sort of dog uh, gate and we surrounded it so that the kids couldn't get to it, but they still found a way. And <laughs> it, yeah, it's not great to be able to enclose your, christmas tree and and and, and I don't, it's not a very uh nice thing to look at you know well sticking with the christmas theme i guess that's my home run is uh is not a christmas tree but finding christmas presents um just uh being on a on a bit of a streak this last couple weeks where we're finding some some good gifts for people and it, and when we haven't found gifts of found good ideas for gifts for people and then also what did you uh, get me what did you get me um nothing um uh, okay. you're you're not getting anything from us this year um okay. so but but the other thing too is uh there's you know for specific gifts that are that have been trying to find um just finding sales for things um I, i'm not going to mention you mean like sailboats sailboats it, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not going to mention any specifics for what we bought because uh, you'd never know who who is listening and who might uh, mm-hmm. disseminate information. But uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been good this year. You know, finding finding deals on things that we want to buy for people, and then just finding stuff in general that uh, just are are the right fit and maybe not something we were looking for necessarily, but uh, but we're but are the the perfect gift or at least the perfect idea and there's no such thing i guess as i'll i'll be gift. the i'll be the judge of that yeah well for my gift if you get me one uh yeah so uh so that's it that's it for my outcomes uh i see you have a another note at the bottom here yeah yeah my, i i put a tv recommendation because i've get, been getting into this show over the past week or two um it's an apple tv plus show called for all mankind and it's basically an alternate history if if uh, instead of america being the first country to uh reach the moon um the the ussr or russia uh beat them to it and so what would have how history would have unfolded if russia were the first uh country to go to the moon and it's pretty it's 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 very interesting lots of political stuff there's lots of like interesting cold war stuff and, 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 and spying angles and, and, and technology angles, like the alternate history, like it's, it's very, very, very like, like different presidents, uh, you know, Reagan got elected sooner and things like that. It's, 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 a, it's a pretty cool alternate history show and also like a pretty cool space show too. Like it's exciting space action. Uh, well, yeah, that, I've heard good things about that. Um, uh, don't have Apple TV, so not gonna, n- not gonna watch it most likely, but, um, but yeah, alternate histories, the ones that do like that look at all the, the different actions that led to, to other things, um, like, um, just all, all the, the little, the little events that just kind of shape the end result of history. Like, you know, um, I, I was listening to, um, uh, a mini review of the first four episodes of the latest season of the crown, which uh, is covering um, princess Diana's death, basically. Yeah. They mentioned like they were talking about just how all the little things that could have happened differently that, you know, the, you know, outcome would have been completely different uh, than what, Mm -hmm. than what happened. So, you know, when, when alternate histories look at that kind of stuff and, and, go through things thoughtfully and like you mentioned you know they, i guess it, they could have easily had all the same presidents and stuff and and just have the the situations be different but like you said um you know if things go a certain way then something else might happen it's sort of like uh like in baseball uh where uh you know it, some people say like oh well they you know they they shouldn't have uh uh or like someone makes a mistake and then the the next thing ends up in a home run or something. And, uh, 
it's not that easy. Like, um, you know, or no, what I was thinking of is let's say someone is, uh, has like a, a a three, two count and, and the umpire calls a ball as a, as a strike. And the next thing, uh, or sorry, no, a strike is a ball. And then the next hit is a home run. Um, but that's not necessarily what would have, what would have happened if, you know, like things happen differently based on pitch counts and stuff. So like, that's sort of the same thing as, as alternate histories is what I'm trying to say. Bad labored metaphor, but it makes sense. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, um, another, uh, we're going to be thinking about a lot of alternate history. Uh, once Shohei Otani picks his destination, uh, his, his final destination, uh, if we're going to make, uh, comments on fate here. Um, so, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll find out um, whether we'll be dreaming about alternate histories of him playing for the Jays or the reality of, 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 of him doing that um, and all the uh, different moves that, that will come about from, from that. And I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about that and hopefully um, the way uh, the future of baseball will, will have unfolded quite a bit. Yep, you never know. All right, see you next time, man. Bye-bye. Who can hear you in the alley by the light switch? Ooh.